Good morning, good morning, and welcome to another TRC broadcast. I am your host, Bishop R.D. McLeod. Uh, we apologize for the technical difficulties. Uh, we lost a few minutes because some things kind of changed, got shifted around, and somebody's got to pay for that. All right. No, we got a great staff. We thank God for those that are working hard and working diligently in order to bring this broadcast to you in 4K, if you got 4K. And if you don't have 4K, then you stand at definition, but you can still hear it. All right. Praise the Lord. So we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you are joining us again for another adventure in the word of God. We're so excited about being here. Aren't you glad that you're saved? Praise the Lord. Well, I am. <laughs> so anyway, we thank God for you. And I just wanted to say this too. I thank God for those that diligently work behind the scenes at our church that are doing everything from the uh, uh, the cleaning of the church to just just everything. When I go out there and, 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 and I see how it's being kept, I'm just so blessed to have such good people to work with. And then the people that work in the media department, they are working relentlessly. And so we thank God for them too. And I just wanted to take that time. I lost some time a few minutes ago and I wasn't doing nothing but looking at you. So I take this time to thank them and all of you visionaries, supporters, all of you who pray for us, who sow into our ministry. I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a blessing and obeying God. And so without any further ado, we've gotten all of the good stuff out of the way. Um, and my wife and all of this is not just in order. I want to thank her, too. Amen. She's such a great inspiration to me. So let us move forward. Get ready to get into the word of God. I've already prayed. So I want to talk to you this morning from the subject of doers of the word, doers of the word. Now, that terminology would seem to be self-explanatory. However, it has also become the root to its legalistic counterpart. When we become selective in our application of the word, and we've come to the place where, you know, we, I mean, and I get it, we we no longer uh, drink often. We no longer, or, you know, we prided ourselves on not running around like we used to uh, and cheating as much. We have come to the place that we don't do drugs and go to the club, even when they reopen. All of these things we have prided ourselves on and we feel good about that because these are the big vision sins. These are the things you can see. And so people cherry pick what they want to do and they come to a place of legalism because I'm so glad I don't do this anymore. But when we're talking about being a doer of the word, I find that this Christian walk can come become one dimensional when you are selective in what you do. It can become not only one dimensional, it can become boring. It can be reduced to going to work, coming home, going to Walmart, coming back home, an occasional doctor visit. And it's just, it gets boring. One dimensional. 
And people blame God for that. But you know, God is not the problem. The problem is, is that God has called us to bear fruit. And it's impossible to bear fruit to its maximum potential if you are selective in what you do. I guess uh, in economics, they call it the law of diminishing marginal return. It's when you have any fixed components, which in this case, the fixed components would be the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and the Word. They are fixed. But when you start adding all of this other stuff to it that has nothing to do with the Word, you still may see some benefits, but it's, 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 it's at a lesser degree. And the return on the word of God becomes a diminishing return. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And so then people get bored and people get to the place where I am so tired of doing the word and not getting anything out of it. So we adjust our expectations to live beneath our privileges. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So this morning, we're going to talk about that. It's got to be more to this kind of a life. If it is. What is it and how do we get it? So this morning, we're going to talk about doers of the word. Now, let's go to James chapter one and we can, you know, start the foundation on the scripture, which, you know, we know you guys have heard before, uh, but we want to we want to really break this thing down, dissect to analyze it and, and, and see if we find ourselves anywhere in here. See, the word is designed to help us to change. But let's, let's just go to this, James 1.22. And um, that's where we will start. And I'll read this set of scriptures and then we'll come back to the, to the lesson. James 1.22, listen. But the doer, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. You know, that puts me in the mind of Galatians chapter six and verse seven. It says, be not deceived. God is not marked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So what we see here is there's an element of deception when you are uh, a hearer of the word only. It goes on to say, for if any man be a hearer or if any woman be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. This translation says, and in a mirror, it's like a person that walks up to a mirror and see themselves in a mirror. You know, and people are funny. You know, people take pictures and they look at the picture and they say, wow, that's an ugly picture. <laughs> this camera is, is, is not prejudiced. <laughs> this camera takes what it sees, all right? When you see yourself in the mirror, it is there in order for you to make the adjustments. You know, if, you, if, you're, if your hair is standing up on your head like a porcupine, then the mirror will tell you how to fix it. It'll tell you what to do. But amazingly enough, let's go on and finish reading. For he beholding himself and goeth away, uh, uh, his way, and straightway or immediately he forget what manner of man he was. That's the thing about the word. The word is a mirror. It's a, it's a, it's a glass, the Bible says. And it shows you yourself. And many people see themselves when they're in church. But when they step back on the porch or they step outside of the church, they forget what they heard. They no longer see themselves as the word presented them. They see themselves 
in their own eyes. And the Bible says that a man's ways is right in his own eyes. Are you listening? Now, the Bible says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, that's the key. And the Bible says, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Deeds. That is the doer. He's blessed in his deeds. Now, what we want to do is let's just kind of break this open and get a little more of an understanding. One thing we want to establish right away, success in the Christian walk is determined by evolution, transformation, and change. Now, what do I mean by that? The Bible says in Malachi 3.16, he said, I am the Lord thy God and I change not. Why? Because he is perfect. That's why the law of liberty is perfect because it is his word. And so it's perfect. It has, it needs no alterations. It don't need any help. It is what it is. And so therefore it is our guidelines. So he said, I'm the Lord thy God. I change not. So that simply means that we must evolve. That's the evolution I'm talking about. Not the big bang theory. I'm talking about the 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 uh the evolving the transformation that's in uh, Romans 12 and 2 that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind and the change uh I think it's first or second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says and we'll change from one degree of glory to another as by the spirit of the living God so change you know simply put most people uh, no one really likes change except a wet baby. You understand what I'm saying? However, we all need change, regardless of whether we desire it or not. We need change because we are far from perfect, all of us. And so the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed, to be conformed, to be conformed to the image of his dear son. So God is in his infinite plan. He is designing for us to constantly come into the image of Jesus, which simply means that because we are not perfect, we always have to evolve. And so growth without change is impossible. Did you get that? So the perfect law of liberty is a mirror. It is the word of God, and it is a mirror. Now, it shows us the adjustments we need to make. When you are looking in the word of God and you have an attitude, the Bible tells you to be angry and sin not. What it's telling you is it's okay to be angry, but don't let that anger uh, graduate into sin. Where you start developing evil expectations, you start saying things you shouldn't say. See, it is our standard. If you know that you are saying more than you should say, and the Bible says that uh, 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 in a multitude of words, they want it not sin. So it's telling you to pull that back in and you develop the tongue of the learned. Here, the Bible is constantly telling us how to grow. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But you have to constantly come back to the mirror. And this is one thing we find most people don't really look in the mirror as often as they should, which means that you don't make the adjustments. And so 
Listen to this. Anytime you rely on your memory apart from the mirror, you become legalistic. That's when people don't go to the word of God to find out where am I? What do I look like? See, the word of God will tell you what you look like. You shouldn't tell the word what you look like. The word will tell you because it's perfect. Are you listening? So God expects for you to look like him, to act like him, to walk like him, to talk like him. He expects that. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But when you try to make the adjustments apart from the word of God, you become legalistic, which means that you will begin to adhere excessively to the law or a formula. You know, you got a lot of Christians who got a formula. Their formula is I can do what I want to do, live like I want to live, say what I want to say. But then if I give, it'll be given unto me again, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. People tend to say that I can do what I want to do. I can say what I want to say. But then whenever it comes time for me to get blessed, all I have to do is put together a formula. Are you listening? The Bible calls that self-deception because it doesn't work that way. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So you become crystallized and you cease to evolve. You cease to grow. You know, the old people said it this way in the natural. You're setting your ways. A lot of Christians are set in their ways and they refuse to allow the word of God to be the standard. But they become, the Bible says in Romans, uh, a law unto themselves. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And the Bible says uh, in uh, verse uh, 25, it says it is the perfect law of liberty when you do the work and continue with therein. Now, this is something when you allow the word or that mirror to become a reference. Now, a reference. If you are doing any kind of a study or something, you go back to the reference. Many times uh, when you are looking in the Bible, you'll go to the canon of scriptures. These are reference points. When, uh, you know, I like um, I like home theater uh, and there is what's considered as a reference level. These are the standards by which you judge the rest of it. So the reference is the use of a source of information in order to ascertain something. The use of a source of information. So the Bible says that the word is forever settled. Are you listening? Jesus is the word. He said, without me, you can do nothing. So that is the reference point. And so in your life, you should be living your life using the word of God as a reference point and not people. You don't judge yourself based off of where someone else is walking. You don't say, well, at least I'm not like this person or that person. They are not the reference point. The reference point is the infallible word of God. And most people, again, are selective because they have settled in. I don't drink anymore. I don't go to the clubs anymore. I don't go out here and cheat. I don't do this and that. So 
I should be blessed. But no, that's not what God is saying. We'll see that in scriptures. He said, you will be blessed in your deeds or your actions. Now, let's find out what is God talking about in his word? What are we talking about when it comes to a reference point? We're talking about doers of the word. Listen, guys, you know this as well as I do, whether you admit it or not. Everybody in the body of Christ doesn't really adhere to the word of God as a reference point. We, again, are selective. We choose what works for us. We choose what justifies us, which puts us in the same position as the scribes and the Pharisees. They were, they, they, when, 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 when you are called legalistic, that's when you exalt the law above the word. And they always came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you have heard that it has been said that if someone is caught in the act of adultery, you should kill them. Now, that's what the law said. They were legalistic. He said, but what says thou? Jesus brought balance to it. He said, okay, well, if there's any one of you, maybe it's not adultery because adultery is sin. But if there's any one of you that don't have sin, you be the first one to throw the, to throw the first stone. And the Bible says they begin to depart one at a time. So what are we saying? When you become legalistic, you're one that say, I give my tithes. So I should be blessed. I, I give my gift. I should be blessed. You become legalistic. And the Bible says that you, in essence, strain at a gnat, but you swallow a camel. You forget about the backbiting. You forget about all the ugly things that you say. You forget about some of the things you do. You forget about not being committed. You forget about all those things. And you find one legalistic point. It's, it's like a, a, a defense lawyer who know that his, uh, his, his defendant is guilty. His client is guilty. He know that they caught him. He know that they've done all of these things. But what he looks for is a loophole. He's not trying to say he's innocent, but what he's saying is he's trying to cast a shadow of a doubt as to whether he's guilty. So my point is, when you become legalistic, you look for loopholes in the word of God in order to benefit how you live, how you walk. So in order for us to really walk in this higher level, let's see what the Bible says. Joshua chapter one. Verse eight, a lot of people use this scripture as a prosperity scripture, and it does include that, but that's not the focal point entirely of this scripture. You need balance because when you don't see it as anything else but that, then you get over to the last part of the scripture and you forget about the rest of it. The Bible says, let not the book of this law depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night and observe to do according to all that is written therein. That's the part we leave. Observe to do according to all that is written therein. 
then shall thou make thy way prosperous, and then shall thou have good success. Now, another translation says, the NIV says, be careful to do everything written therein. See, what it's saying is, is that when you read the word of God, be careful to do it all to the best of your ability. So that means that you can't walk in love unless you confront it with strife. You can't walk in peace unless you confront it with a storm. You can't walk in patience unless you're confronted with a trying time. See, these are the times that the Bible is trying to evolve us wholly. It's trying to make us grow up wholly. But what we do is we choose if the Bible tells us to do something. If it's not convenient for us, we find a loophole. Like I said last week, we are scorekeepers. We always say, this ain't my time. <laughs> what is my time? It's your time if you are serving of the Lord. It's always your time. It's always. Do you understand what I'm saying? The thing we try to do is look for a loophole that makes you legalistic. Are you listening? The Bible says for us to always be willing to serve, be prompt to do when the Lord speaks to us. And it's not going to always be convenient. It'll be times, man, when you are, it's all you can do. It's like, I am done with this. But you have to walk in peace. As much as life in thee, live peaceably with all men and all women. Are you listening to what I'm saying? These are the times. See, we love to showboat in practice, but when we get on the in the real game, we freeze. <laughs> Are you listening? Now, the Bible says here, let not the book of this law depart out of thy mouth. This is broken down in three different categories. Let's, let's, let's explain. Let not the book of this law depart out of thy mouth. You have talkers. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You have those that mentally assent. And then it says, and you should observe to do. Then you have doers. Talkers, mentally assent, and doers. The doers are the ones that take the talking and hearing to the next level. Am I telling you this is perfection? Absolutely not. Am I telling you you're going to get it right all the time? Absolutely not. It, but it should be the exception and not the rule. Are you listening? The doers take it to another level. And I can tell you right now, and you know this, it's not as many doers in the body of Christ as it is talkers and hearers. Now, let's go look. Look, the doers are the ones. These are the people that use the word as a reference point for their actions and their decisions. They stop. The Bible says the spiritual man judges all things. So when they get faced with a situation that is tough, that is trying, one that is pressing them, they stop and they say, what does the word say about this? And they allow the word to govern them. I can tell you this right now. If the word is not in you, forget about it. 
<laughs> Sound like the, the mob. Forget about it. <laughs> you can't do it. You can want to do it. You can think you've done it, but you can't do it without the word empowering you. You must become acclimated to going to the word when you're in a situation. See, this is your life now. This is your life. The Bible says they that seek to save their life will lose it. And he that lose his life for my sake. Who was saying that? The word. Shall find it. Find it? What do you mean find my life? Your life is hid with Christ in God. It must be found. It is not your choice. It is your discovery. Are you listening? Your life is not yours. It is the Lord, unless you are on, uh, on loan, unless he he's borrowing you. He doesn't own you, but he's borrowing you. Are you listening to me? And a lot of people like that is, is on part time. That's why there's no benefits. Let's keep looking. But it says, then shall thou uh, 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 make thy way prosperous. This should I have good success. Another translation says you will deal wisely with all the affairs of this life. That's the part I wanted to get to right there. Yes, it does mean having success and prosperity in your life. It does mean that, but that is not the focal point. The focal point is that you will deal wisely with all the affairs of this life. What does that mean? You will make all of the right decisions and the best decisions when you want to buy a home. You'll make the best decisions when you deal with your children. You'll make the best decisions in your marriage. You will make the best decisions on your job. You will make the best decisions in society. You will make the best decisions. You will be elevated by God because you're following his pattern. See, deal wisely with all the affairs of this life. All of these things have to do with life. The Bible says, according as his divine power, First Peter, uh, uh, the Bible says that he has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the power to the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Now, according as his divine power, he hath given us, that means past tense, all things that pertain unto life and godliness. That means your mandate, your call. Are you still in the baby stage? Have you got, gotten saved with Abraham and you still in the same place you was when you gotten saved? Have you elevated? Are you more like Christ today? Are you more operating in what God called you to do today than you was six years ago? Or have you regressed? Can you look back six years ago and say, man, I was a beast in the spirit. Today, I do nothing. Today, I just exist. My life has switched over. And now I am I'm chasing my secular life. It is at the expense of your call. I can tell you that right now. Because no man can serve two masters. You're either better today or you're not. But see, that's up to you to judge that. And if you're legalistic, you'll say, I dot every I and cross every T in the natural. And you'll be self-deceived. Now, let's go to um, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. 
Now, I'm going to show you what we're talking about in regards to reference point. I want that to stick out to you because if some of you are used to just visiting the word every now and then to just stay close enough not to not to go to hell, uh, you're going to be surprised because you're not quick enough to pull the trigger, the proverbial spiritual trigger, because the Bible says when Jesus comes, he's going to come as a thief in the night and he's going to catch everybody off guard, which lets you know you can't just kind of drift and then catch it. It's not going to be one of those dramatic movie things you look at. And all of a sudden, you're going to hear, dun, 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 dun. I heard Gabriel. Then you're going to hear, thunder and lightning. Oh, my God. Then it's going to get dark. And then you're going to look around. And then you're going to have all this time. Lord, forgive me. It's not going to happen like that. Jesus said, when I come, he said, I'm going to have my rewards with me. And he that is unrighteous, stay that way. Because in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, you will not be able to catch yourself. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So this is the reference point. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, let me read this here. The Bible says, and I want to start with verse one. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass. If thou should not hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God and observe, here we go again, observe to do according to all that is written therein, all that I command thee this day, the Lord, he said, if you observe to do all that I command thee this day, the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. He said, and to observe to do all his commandments. I like what Bishop Hash says. And, and it, it, it stu stood out to me the first time I heard him say it. The Lord won't bless you because you do something once. He won't bless you because you do something uh, 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 sporadically. <laughs> He won't bless you because you do something periodically. But he will bless you when you make it a part of your life. When you just make a decision, this is how I'm going to live. This is the state of my life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So when you make obeying the word of God, I had to go back to uh, Sister Price when she said that, you know, there was one time me and my husband, we were just in shambles. Our life was, we was in poverty. Just all, we had a lot of troubles and problems, which not to say that when you walk in God, that you still won't have tribulations, but you will overcome them. She said, but what changed in our life? We just started obeying God. When that becomes a habit, when that becomes a pattern of your life, see, Doing something occasionally is not a pattern, except it's a pattern of being occasional. <laughs> Are you listening? Periodically or sporadically, but it's not a state of being. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So when you observe to do according to all these commandments, which I command thee this day, the Lord thy God will set thee above every nation on high. And he said, and all these blessings shall come on you and you won't chase them. They will chase you. They will overtake you and they will overcome you. You ever been overcome with blessings? Is that the problem you're having right now? 
that you overcome with blessings. That means that blessings will come on you in between the stimulus checks. They will come on you in between the 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 uh, uh, um, income tax check. They will come on you in between your vacation checks. They will come on you in between. They will continue. Are you listening? Is that the problem you're having? That's a good problem to have. Listen to this. All these blessings shall come upon you and they will overtake you. Here, this is by doing the word of God and making the word of God a reference point. This is when you judge your actions. That's why the Bible says if you judge yourself, you should not be judged. That means when the word of God becomes a reference point. Jesus said, I always do those things that my that, that I hear of my father. It's because I hear of my father. He that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to us. It's a reference point. You no longer live conveniently and comfortably in between scriptures. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You don't only need them when you're faced with a dilemma in your life and all of a sudden you get diligent. And Lord, you start reading the Bible and praying. See, the devil keeps us praying more, more than God. The devil keeps us praying more than God. I had to say that again because sometimes you have to see it more than once. You ever notice? Boy, when something hit our lives, we start reading the Bible again. We start That lets you know you already know what to do. <laughs> we start praying and then you protect your seed. Whenever, boy, you've done something and you know good and well you believe in God with all that's on the inside of you, you won't get in strife. You won't backbite. You won't do all of those things because you need the Lord. <laughs> Doers of the word, do it anyway. See, God likes it when you just do it as a habit. Are you listening? But he said by making it a, a reference point, he said, blessed will you be in the city and blessed you will be in the field. Wherever you live, he said, you're going to be blessed. If you want to live in the county, you're going to be blessed. If you want to live in the country, you're going to be blessed. You, If you want to live in the city, you're going to be blessed. And he said, blessed shall be the fruit of thy kind and the fruit of thy cattle, all your possessions and the fruit of your body. He said, your health will be blessed. It may come under attack, but your health shall spring forth speedily. You understand what I'm saying? You can stand on the word of God, just like Hezekiah did when he said, Lord, haven't I walked before you in truth and in a, in a with a perfect heart? And the Bible says that he told the prophet, before you get out of the court, go back and tell him that because I've heard his prayer, because he walked before me in the word, because he's done what he should be doing, because he walked before me in truth, I not only heard his prayer, I've seen his tears, and I have switched this thing up. I've given him 15 more years to live. Just by walking in the word, just by doing the word. Paul said, I have no greater desire, little children, that you walk in truth. That that is a state of your being, not somewhere you visit occasionally. Are you listening? And again, I'm not talking perfection, but I'm talking patterns. You'll be known by your patterns. Let's move right along. And he said, your storehouse will be blessed. 
your storehouse. You can go anywhere from all the way from your pantry to your bank account. We'll be blessed. I mean, you open up your pantry. You got anything more than beanie weenies in there? Pork and beans? Potted meat? <laughs> oh, no. Somebody said not potted meat. You know how where people thought Jesus was going to come. They got a bunch of potted meat and some bottled water and went up in the mountains. <laughs> Guys, that's that's funny. It's not going to happen like that. <laughs> People say, I got some Vianas, and the other people say, I got some Vianas. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Listen, God want to bless your pantry. He want to bless your storehouse. And then he said, and your enemies. He said, I'll deal with your enemies. Your enemies. And the, and, 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 and the, and the, the enemy, that's, he said, will not get above thee, and you be brought down very low. Are you listening? You'll be the head and not the tail above only. When he says above only, listen, that's your state. That is your state of being above only, not visiting. If you're tired of being sometimes up, sometimes down, sometimes almost level to the ground. If you're tired of all of those different fluctuations in your walk, then do the word consistently and you'll be the head and not the tail above only. Let me tell you something. Above only means not mean that you won't have trials and you won't have tests, but they won't be down there in the dirt. <laughs> Are you listening? Come on, let's let's finish it. He said, and you shall be listening to me. Tell me what this means. Plenteous and goods. All things. When the word is your reference point. Plenteous and natural things. And natural things. You won't have to just get one pair of shoes and they're black. So they'll go with everything. Plenteous in goods. So you can walk in faith comfortably. <laughs> you understanding what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you, I'm not sitting here just trying to promote natural things, but you can't deny that Jesus said that the thief come to take those things from you. But I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Listen to this. But now, if you go read verse 50, 15, now that was verse 1 through 14. But if you read 15, it says, if thou will not hearken diligently. Diligently means consistently to the voice of the Lord thy God and observe to do all the commandments that I command thee this day. All these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee until thou art destroyed. And from verse 15 to verse 68, there is a whole slew of pandemonium. Okay? All kinds of stuff that was jacked up. Whether you move to the city, that you got people doing that. I'm going to move. I'm going to live in the city because things ain't right. And it's jacked up. I'm going to the country because things ain't right. And it followed them there. And it's jacked up. I'm going to marry me somebody else. And it's jacked up. Because the Bible says, thou shalt be thought the wife. Yeah, you read it. He said, your children should go into captivity. There'll be longing in your eyes and no might in your hands. All of this stuff. He said that the, that the, that the uh, stranger that is within thee shall get above thee very high. And thou shalt be bought very low. And thou shalt borrow and shall not lend. All of these things that have come on you as a result of not being consistent in the word of God. Does that sound like a problem you might be having? 
Go back to the reference point. You got to be doers of the word. God didn't call us and say these are suggestions. They are commandments. Is it perfection? No. But they are commandments. So that's the detrimental effect of visiting the word of God when you need something. So let's just close with this. Use the word as a reference point and close all the breaches in your life. Use the word as a reference point. Stop being swayed and pulled away from people that's not committed and let the word be your guide. The Bible says in Psalms 119, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So here, the uh, the word should be, uh, well, as a matter of fact, the scripture says in Isaiah 58, 12, I think it is, it says, thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach. Repair those breaches in your wall, because if the enemy try to get into your life, the Bible says in uh, Proverbs 15, it says that the uh a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Somewhere around 15, verse 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. When your spirit is breached, that means the enemy can walk in and out of your life at will when he gets ready. And that's not how we want to live. Amen. A repair of the breach. Father, I thank you for the people that have heard this word today. And I thank you that you are doing tremendous things in our life. Change their opinion from living a life of visiting you to a life of abiding. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you right now, Lord, that you said you call us that our fruit, we should bear fruit and our fruit should remain. We give you the praise, honor, and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. We thank you for the word of God. We hope that you are blessed by the word of God. Come to our Facebook page, our website. Look at all the different ways to be blessed by the word of God for encouragement in the word of God. And if the Lord has joined you to this anointing, then be committed to it in the name of Jesus. So until we meet again, make sure that whatever you do, whenever you do it, however you're doing it, you are actually being a doer of the word that gives you the ability to keep it real.